Welcome to the Community Podcast, brought to you by the Community Paper. Since 1989, the Community Paper has been sharing good news happening in downtown Orlando and College Park. Your hosts for the show are Orlando native and the paper's publisher, Debbie Gunter, and Orlando transplant and managing editor, Tommy Cardinal. Here we are with our second episode of the Community Podcast. We have the Community Paper, we have the Community Podcast, we have the Community Newsletter. I bet a lot of people are just wondering, like, what Community Newsletter? What? Com- but it's the Community it is Paper. the Community Paper, putting out the Community Podcast. How'd you come up with that name, Debbie, the Community Paper? You know, I... I th- thought to myself, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The community paper has been around since 1989. And I tried to brainstorm all these other names for it. And I surveyed, you know, friends and business owners and and everyone just kept saying, why are you changing it? Just keep it the community paper. So there you have it. So if you've ever heard of the College Park community paper or the downtown community paper, that's us. So that's we've us. merged those two papers into the community paper. We did. So when when the papers merged, that expanded our coverage area. We went in the uh, we were already covering North Downtown with the downtown community paper, but we weren't covering South Downtown. So now we cover a lot more main streets by expanding even more north and more south, as well as downtown and College Park. We do, and hopefully um, before too long, we'll be able to include all of the main streets. We just have to get there. What is a main street, Debbie? So the main street program is amazing. I have been involved, I'm currently not, I'm on a, on a break from it right now, but I was um, previously involved heavily in the College Park main street program. I lived in College Park for 30 years, and um, so I was able to, to be in on that program from the ground up. Um, So if you kind of think about, you're too young to probably know this, but in in the old days, there would be a merchants association where all the businesses were a member of the association and they kind of worked together to, to, you know, bring awareness to the district and and that sort of thing. And they would hold events, um, et cetera. The Orlando Main Street program has taken, taken on that role and then some. So there's a national Main Street organization that's all over the country. And then there's like the Florida Main Street Association and the Orlando has its Main Street um, organization. So there's the city of Orlando Main Street. And then out of that come you know, College Park, Main Street District, Thornton Park, Ivanhoe, Audubon Park, you know, all of all of our little communities. And um, it's it's incredible. They there's a paid executive director in each district and then a board of directors and a ton of volunteers. And they all work together to promote the business district. So it's pretty incredible. I think for regular residents rather than business owners in the city is what they notice from main streets is that they put on events, which helps the businesses. It it does, but there's so much more. They offer um, networking event. Well, not right now, but networking events for the business owners so they can get to know one another. And it's been really neat to watch over the years. There's been so much, um, you know, business happening at a lot of the networking socials and people think, well, you're involved in the community, so I want to support you. And then also the Main Street areas support one another. So if there's an event happening in Ivanhoe, for example, College Park will share it with their members and vice versa. So it's it's pretty incredible. Sometimes there's even a joint effort in holding events where like Virginia Drive Live is they connect 
Ivanhoe to Mills 50. Yes. And they put on a joint event, which is always fun. They had one this past month. Yes, they do a great job. Um, something that College Park started back just before the holidays to try to bring business to the local restaurants and shops. They came up with a program called College Credits, and people could can still come into the office or go online and buy these certificates. Um, they're called College Credits, and they can use the certificate at any business that's a member of College Park Main Street that's participating in the program. And so you come in and you buy a $20 gift certificate and then you can use that at any of the participating businesses so it's just a great way instead of giving a you know amazon gift card or a gift card to target or something you know you can give that as a gift and support your local businesses so um i just thought that was a great brilliant idea a way to get people in our businesses and it's a brilliant name too it's not actually college credits those are a lot more expensive exactly yeah, these are only $20 minimum. So, And there was Milk Money, too, which was also a funny name. And yes, in the Milk District. Yeah, so they, they're they creative over there at the Main Streets. Um, South Downtown is doing micro-events. So they're putting on 21 micro-events throughout the year, and they're going to do two a month. Um, What's a micro-event? So, for example, they, they haven't said what they're going to do for the other 20, but the first one they did was the Beer Olympics. And did that this sounds at, fun. I didn't go, but it I'm sounds surprised. like... Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> it was at Orlando Brewing, and they had putt-putt, a wing-eating contest, cornhole, giant beer pong. It was on February 6th, so um, right cool. before Super Bowl, get people in the mood. I, th- I bet it was a hit. I wasn't over there, but... I um, I love it. I think it's a good start. Yeah, they've had to come up with some alternatives to their big street parties that they've all been so mm. well known for. It might be the closest we get to the Olympics this year. Another thing that's happening in South Downtown, a.k.a. Soto, is Orlando Shuffle is back. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. Do tell. They At the Beardall Senior Center, they have the shuffleboard courts. Oh, yes. I and did hear about that. And on the first and third Saturdays, they used to do um, a whole shuffleboard event, and they brought it back uh, just this past Saturday. That's so they're awesome. going to be doing it again. They had sanitized equipment. It was all pandemic out and um very cool mask required they did every other court so it wasn't as busy so i can't wait for it to get back in the full swing one of the um the coolest thing i think that has happened with main street lately is the um it used to be called the church street district expanded into the paramore area now it's called the city district they expanded a lot too at first they were just like a three block portion of church street and Mm -hmm. then they went west of I-4 all the way down to Orange Blossom Trail and up and down Orange Blossom Trail too. Yeah, they're working really hard to to connect with business owners and and try to support them. They just launched a survey um, where they want to hear from residents um, because they're planning for life after the pandemic and are wondering what kinds of things you like about the district, what they could you would like to see more of. Um, So it's just a 24-question survey. I took it. It didn't take long and Hopefully it brings what you want to see to the district. I'm sort of on the outskirts of the city district. So I thought I would uh, put my input in there. And um, what do you think that that portion of the city needs? I feel like there's not many 
shopping shopping like yeah, gift shops. Yeah, me too. I feel like it's a lot of restaurants and bars um which is fun for, you know, the games and everything that's going on down there. Um but I'm sure some local shops would would do well eventually. Mhm. I would love to uh be able to go clothes shopping or gift shopping just by walking down Orange Avenue or mm-hmm. Church Street, but It'll get there. They just lost. The pandemic has been terrible for a lot of businesses. Bay, Bay Hill Jewelers yeah, they was closed. down there and they closed. But One cool business concept I've seen is they there used to be one in College Park called Driftwood Market. And it was a it was a shop, but it had different vendors inside. So picture going to, you know, a vendor's fair. Um, but it was one store. So there would be a clothing vendor, um, you know, gifts vendor children's clothes vendor it was really cool i think something like that down there might do pretty well Mm-hmm. when i went to charleston last year they had a whole like city market where it's like an open air big barn right in main street and you walked through and there were shops to your left and the right and it was it was a great experience That'd yeah be that's cool, cool. i've been there too it's similar to east end market mm-hmm. with the the different food options One of the reasons I love the Main Street program so much is I have so many friends um, who own businesses, small businesses downtown and in College Park, and I know they all could just use all the help they can get. And so it's important to me as well that we, you know, carry out a mission of helping our small businesses whenever we can. And one of the ways we do that is through the CP interview, the College Park interview. We interview every month a high-profile local resident or business owner, politician, sports figure, um, and some of our super popular restaurants and businesses, um, you know, the owners can be very interesting. And so I think that it's cool to kind of get to know them on a more personal level. And this month you talked to Kurt and Maxine Earhart from Maxine's on Shine. And I loved reading about their life together. Super interesting. Kurt and Maxine are like a local power couple. Uh, Maxine's on the sign. It's called Maxine's on Shine. It's a very popular restaurant uh, just north of uh, Lake Eola. They started their business in the middle of the recession, pretty much, and they have really um, made it a mainstay in Orlando. They have a very popular brunch, they have local music, and they have a great story. They told me how they met and uh, how Maxine was knocking on the wine list when they first met, and Later, they found out that Kurt was the one who actually made the wine list for the restaurant they were at, which was funny. Oh, how funny. And uh, I got to meet their little dog, Lucinda, who is adorable. They're uh, hilarious. One of my favorite parts of the interview was reading um, about you asked them if they had hobbies they shared together. And, and Kurt said, we love to go camping. And Maxine says, we don't go camping. And he said, well, if we did have hobbies, that's what I would like to do. Yeah. When I asked funny. that question, what, what they said was, do you want to know our hobbies or what we wish our hobbies were? And I said, I want to know your hobbies. And then they said, we don't have hobbies. And I was like, oh, this might be a dead end, but they're funny and can make any question a and God bless them. They've been through the recession and now the pandemic, and they're still going strong. So good for them. I think that's all the time we have. That kind of turned into a Main Street episode. You know, it did. Maybe we should invoice them. How about we wait till we get to a million followers? Thank you for listening to the Community Podcast. Did you like what you heard? 
Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and tell your friends and family to do the same. Stay up to date on the latest news from the community paper by visiting yourcommunitypaper.com and follow them on social media. The show is produced by Nick Jorgudio. Learn more about starting your own podcast by visiting orlandopodcasting.com.